This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Oh, thank you for listening, calling, and participating in today's show, everybody. Thanks to Mike North for the bonus play. Kendra Smith, Chris Black. Job well done. Black's on tonight, 6 to 8 after Waddle and Sylvie. Then Odds Couple will be on. Connor, thank you for the last two days. A pleasure. Much appreciated. A pleasure. It was a pleasure. It was fun. Uh, you know when uh, you're going to be out in spring training already? Are you still working on some of those details? Are you We've, going on um, at some point? Let's see. What can I say? Yeah, I don't what know can if you um, I'll be there. Okay, good. And I'm looking forward to it. And our first broadcast is, uh, yeah, we're carrying the first game. Before you know it. Before you know it. Which is before you which know is a good thing. It is. It means spring is near, and before you know it, we'll be talking. I need daycare, and the two guys we need to talk to about exactly that on the other end of the line. Guys, you want to watch a kid for a couple months? Absolutely. I love. I Waddle. love kids. The, the little babies. Waddle's all in, dude. He's yeah. got baby fever. Be real right? helpful. I do. Be real helpful. I don't know what to do. Yeah. He, he, Waddle, I got your back. Waddle wants uh, young children in the house again. He misses And you can it. trust me, too, Connor. It's not like I'm going to, you <laughs> well, know, belly up to the bar and no. get hammered and not watch the baby. No, of course not. You, you're comfortable. You're comfortable Arm, with a baby. Come on. I know when to be irresponsible and when to be responsible. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Why Listen, you... I had to do it with my own kids. Right. Some would argue that they're the product of irresponsibility in a lot of they different tur- situations. But. They turned out great, though. So yeah, you did something right. Bad. Waddle sure. and Sylvia are live. First remote of the year for the station, if I'm not mistaken here, right? Waddle and Sylvia are live out and about at Twin Peaks and Oakbrook Terrace today. Already so have you, a great crowd here. Always yeah. at Sounds that place. Good. Love it over Sylvie's, there. Sylvia's got party boys. Can you hear it? Can what you hear he's got party boys? Go check, 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 check. Yeah, I wanted to do that, too. I don't think it's, it's like uh, over-the-top party boys, but I put down a bottle of wine last night. Mm. All right, on a Thursday. There you go. That's my That's man. That's my You know Tasty. that. You that, love Thursdays. Yeah. I'm a Thursday, Saturday guy. Me too. I'm a and big I, I'm, Thursday night go out or get some drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Sunday, I'll, I'll drink a couple beers. Yeah. Because Watching of the, the games. There yeah. you go. Yeah. How drunk do you get from a full bottle of wine? Like, uh, no, not bad. Two glasses, buzz. Three no. glasses, good. Four glasses, especially because I drink cab. I got a headache that's wow, the oh, cab. to beat yeah, the tannins. The tannins. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Connor, it is like I if I drink too much red wine, I, I get a headache like you can't imagine. I was fine. Yeah, I was fine, and I was ready to go on the treadmill this morning. Ooh, look at look you! Look at you! That I thought you were saying you were ready to go to go out afterwards no, and have no. a couple of late night cocktails at a local establishment. Ready for bad? Oh. I did what uh, what what JD. Uh, we love JD. We, we we never forget JD. What JD termed bed wine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the wet. last glass of wine that I had. Uh, I after the first three, I took uh, to the night to the nightcap, and I enjoyed the last big glass of wine in, in bed. bed yeah. Really, yeah, JD used oh, to yeah. be a big oh, this is good. That, this wine. is this yeah. is the first I'm hearing of this. I'll do it every once in a while. Like I'll uh, go upstairs and just bring the glass. Connor, you you've not heard of the term bed wine. This yeah. is new to me. Obviously, I love it. Uh, I do have a, a clarification question, Sylvie, if I may. Do you do you transition to a different type of glass to bring to bed? Are you still rocking you know the stem wine glass, or do you transition to like a you know like a, a bull's giveaway cup or something like that? My wine glass at my wine glasses at home are no stem. Oh yeah, stemless. We, okay, we, we we go stemless. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I but I do bring the wine glass up to up to the nightstand because you're classy. I get it. Yeah, we watched a little. Uh, 
million dollar listing last oh, night we put out. Yeah. 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 That's a good million, one. Million dollar listing LA. That's my favorite million dollar listing. And, and Car- Carb's favorite is million million dollar lusting. Absolutely. <laughs> because <laughs> well done, Tommy. He's, he's well done, my that friend. That was good. Yeah. 100%. By the way, I I prefer the jug of, of beer and cigar before I go to bed. I'll uh, tell you what. I'll tell you what Waddle turned me on to is the uh, what is it? do you call it the shower hawk? Is that the beer in the shower? What do you call that, Waddle? Well, yeah, beer. that was college. Like we'd take a case oh. of beer. Yeah, I take Waddle was the one who yeah. really kind of turned me on to that. So like on a yeah. Saturday, yeah. if we're going out and I've been yeah. doing stuff all day and I'm showering like you yeah. know late in the yep. day before we go out, yep. it's five o'clock. Go time to get in the shower. I'll bring a beer up and yeah, push you got like shower. a little soap shelf in your shower. In your, beer, in your shower, shower beer is right? a top three beer. It's, it's great. Yes, shower yes. beer, post game beer. Yeah, uh, you're mixing up a couple things, Carm. What I'm mixing up a couple things. Well, there, there is the term shower beer. Okay, that's yes. what oh, shower hawk was when they used to. Uh, well, I guess I there's you know an urban dictionary yeah. reference yeah. that isn't so Google, kind. Yeah, Google shower hawk Waddle. in urban dictionary. But when I was a freshman at college in 1985, I don't believe urban dictionary was around. So that no, was they just irrelevant. Got I don't think I want to know yes. what a shower hawk is in urban dictionary. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you want to know. Oh god! But like no. we, before we oh, would go out, horrifying. our whole crew would. <laughs> Case of beer, everyone. It was like the rally for everyone to get ready because we're going Can out. Can I read this now? No. Now that we're under new ownership? No. Why not? No. Why can't I read this? Dude. Can don't, I read this? No. Yeah, no, I don't think you don't can. Don't read no? it. Don't yeah. read it. There's a, yeah, no. I would, no. I wouldn't do it. No. I know how, you know how terms take on different meetings yeah. in different yeah. eras? All right, so yeah. This one was a lot. Everybody lighter. Google shower hawk <laughs> so, under, so. under urban dictionary. Or not if you're working at, you know, at, you're at work on a, a company right. computer. So I didn't, I got it confused, excuse me, just straight shower beer. But it shower was, beer, yeah. I didn't do that until like I was 42. <laughs> wow. It was wow. weird. I had never, and Waddle was talking about it. I'm like, man, I've never taken a beer into the shower. Isn't he goes, are it, you kidding? Isn't it just great? It's great. It's perfect. Like, it is legitimately great. I'll take an yes. IPA into the yeah. shower. Oh, I take something beefy in there. It's All right. fantastic. That's something beefy. <laughs> finally, something beefy finally, in the shower while you're in there by yourself, I get Carp. to be in the shower with something beefy. I was 42. <laughs> I was 42 years old. I'm like, where, and, and, and people were like, Carm, you've never done that? I'm like, no, I've oh, never taken fantastic. a beer into the shower. And, and, and by the way... If you need to relieve yourself, right there. Oh, no. Right there. No, absolutely. I think I had three showers in college without a beer, to be quite honest with you. What was I doing? I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, You weren't using your time correctly. I missed it. I missed the whole thing, but I'm taking advantage. I'm making up for lost time. The only reason I brought a second towel to college was to wrap up beers while I walked down the dorm hallway. (laughs) Over his shoulder like a hobo. My roommate looks at me. He's like, why why do you have a second towel? I I don't know where the laundry is. I've got six push lights in. Here. Second, I got to wrap up these beers and walk them down to the shower. I don't... I'll tell you why. We got some high life going into the shower. Hi- yeah. Oh, God, I so, wish. High life I got some stains on towel number one. I Please. wish. Case of hams for six ninety five, my friend. The, best. the sparkling you. clear water, it is so good. Dude. Tell the story what you used to call shower hawk at college. Well, we, you, that was I said it was a rally cry for for our whole crew. We all lived on the same floor, or a bunch of us did. So if we were going out on a Friday or Saturday night, it was like it's almost like ringing a dinner bell, where everyone would come running around, running in. So it was just like the battle cry. My boy Pete Gray, God rest his soul, would, would lean his head out of his room and go, Shower Hawk! And that meant, you know, everyone, ow, ow. grab your beer, grab your beer, and it's time to get yourself all, you know, See, that's washed up because we're going down to Mary Ann's for a big night. They would, they would grab their loofah and their beer. <laughs> ow, ow. 
the yeah. team loofah. There's no loofahs. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like uh, Anchorman. You know, he's calling the he's calling the crew back together. Yeah, the conch shell. It was. You know? Yeah. Uh, and that's maybe why I call I started calling it Showerhawk because Waddle's story. But yeah, Sylvie's yeah. right. It's a much different thing. And uh, yeah, times times change. The world. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh God, uh, we talked so much football today, guys, and I know you will too. It is. It really is a great weekend. Um, we like it no matter what. It's it's pretty interesting to see with all the young quarterbacks and really the future of the league on display. Certainly on the AFC side. Uh, battling this weekend, like I think it's shaping up for something fun. I hope we're not disappointed. Do you, do you feel like you've got a good feel for what's going to happen? Or are you not really? I expecting you, the I, unexpected. I only gave out one best bet, and normally we only give out two or three each. I mean, three tops. To me, you can't say okay, time for best bets and give out five. There's no such thing. Best bets should be kept to you know two or three wagers tops. I only gave out one on the podcast today because there was really only one that I truly felt like, for me anyway, is a best bet. So I guess that answers the question, Tommy. I, I think there's some tough handicapping this weekend. Um, I, I do. I, I've got a feeling, and I might ultimately play the Jags. I'm just having rewatching their really? first matchup. I'm having a tough time getting there. I think metrically. A lot says Jags, but after rewatching the Week Ten game, I'm having a tough time getting there. I mean, the the Chiefs did whatever they wanted you against that the Jags numbers, team. Right? The numbers like nine uh, right now, okay, yeah. So. And and I'm just, believe it or not, I'm having a tough time getting there. Yeah, and that's a lot of points for Doug Peterson. But I got a little bit of a lean on the Jags, but it's um, I think it's a tough week. I do. I got a better feel. Of, well, again, who knows? I have a better feel for that. I I just think the step up in class will be. Too much for the Jags, and the Chiefs been there, done that, yep. and Mahomes the best player in the game. Mm. Yep, I feel good about them winning fairly convincingly. I'm a 49er fan. You understand you know, how much I enjoy watching that offense and that game plan and all that stuff. If the Cowboys do play to their potential, they could definitely win this game. Yes. If they play like a bunch of knuckleheads the way they have in the past in different times, 49ers can run away from them. I'm just curious to see... What Shanahan has dialed up to try to protect his quarterback from a pass rush coming from Micah Parsons and others. Yeah. That, to me, is going to be a key to the game. And and the number's four. Like, in a game where the Cowboys, if they, I mean, are as talented in a lot of ways or close Uh to being as talented to get four points. I think you're right. But I could also see the 49ers winning by ten if the Cowboys do stupid things. Well, they've they've blown out a lot of their opponents. But the the step-in-class term is one that I think is important for this game. And Connor and I talked about it. And the Purdy story's been fun. And since going into the lineup in week 14, we know about all the numbers. And and he's pretty much number one painted across the board in a lot of key statistics. But Pretty easy schedule. That's it, Tommy. And I told Connor, the average defensive DVO rank of the teams they've played since week 14 is 20th. They played one top 10 team, Washington, at number nine in week 16. Now you're playing the second-ranked defense in DVOA. Oh, and by the way, San Francisco's number one. That's why this is the lowest total of the weekend. But I would say, Carm, to that I would say it's all great stuff, and it's all. but is there another offensive coordinator slash head coach that you would rather have game planning for that with an inexperienced quarterback than Shanahan? Probably not. Matt Nagy. Matt. <laughs> Good one. That's my guy. That's uh, well yeah. That's our second choice there. anyway. That's <laughs> yeah, second choice. Second choice. Shanahan and then into Matt Nagy. So, no, I think you make good points. I mean, that, I th- I really do think these games 
will be good and fun. Yeah. Maybe Kansas City ends up blowing them out. Like I said, they, they, they were doing whatever they wanted, and if it weren't for three silly turnovers, they would have hung 40 on Jacksonville in the first game. So yeah. um, we'll see about that one. Uh, we were talking about Mahomes and what a joy it is to watch him. I mean, he's he's the league right now, guys. I mean, he really is. That this Five years in the playoffs, you know, five years as a starter, five years in the playoffs. Every game's been at home, other than the Super Bowls on, on a neutral field. Like it's, it's incredible. Their level of like success and sus- sustainability here with what they do as an organization with Mahomes, Sylvie. I mean, it, it, it is incredible. This is nothing but home playoff game after home playoff game for this guy. Did you hear, uh, w- w- like, we love having Tariko on, Mike Tariko, who's doing the Chiefs-Jags game on NBC. We think right now he's number one in the NFL power rankings play-by-play guy. I heard you say that. Um, well, he was telling the, the, the production meeting stories, which we love, talking to Andy Reid, talking to Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you heard those stories. He not. also told the story of when he had the production meeting with Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is sitting there with the phone in his hand watching the red zone. Yeah. And he's like, Tom Brady is just like us. You know, and, and like, it's just really, really cool. Just it was with better most... cheekbones, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More, <laughs> a lot. more cosmetic a lot, yeah. surgery right, now, yeah. right? I guess. But, but it, it was, it was the really. The supermodel thing as well. And, yeah, you know, right, really. Yeah. Ex- yeah. yeah, but here, here's my question, too. And I was thinking about this, guys. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. They have sold, I believe, in the yes. first 24 hours. We talked about it. Did you? Yeah. Uh, 50,000 yeah. tickets in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, hat tip to Yurko on, uh, for for breaking that story. Uh, for Bills Chiefs, if they both win yep. on that neutral site game, a do you want to see that to see like kind of another neutral site game and sort of what that atmosphere would be like, sort of a an additional Super Bowl type feel. And B, do you think the league will get any sort of greedy nature? And say, ooh, mm. oh, ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. ooh, could we do this too? Can we back this up a little bit into the semifinals as well? Yeah. Where we can maybe, I know these are extenu- extenuating circumstances. Could we possibly make a football festival for Championship Sunday? Uh, sort of like they do where, in college. Right, mm-hmm. where instead of there's, instead of home field advantage, we could perhaps have the semifinal round in a neutral site environment and make even more cash for us. No, I'll give Black credit. He was the first one I heard bring that up. When when the story broke the day we learned about the NFL's plan for handling this, Black said it uh, to Yurk and me, and he said, what if they use this as like a test run? And we right away thought, you know, that's an interesting thought because I wouldn't put it past the league for a second to try to – take some advantage out of what was a scary situation and say, hmm, let's see what we can do with this. Connor and I discussed it briefly. We're both against it, like, as a permanent fixture. I think you should, through your conference championship, if you earn home field, I think you should be afforded that luxury. I think in in sports, in all sports, home field advantage, just for me, home court, home field advantage is something that is valuable and it's something you earn. So, yeah. I would be an advocate of keeping the way it is, but but I wouldn't. Yeah, put it I think Chris the is right. If you look at the, if they feel like they can make more money doing it that way, they're definitely it. going to consider. Right. I, did, I didn't hear Chris bring that. I was in Mexico yes. at the time when yeah. that happened, mm-hmm. so I didn't hear the conversation. But I was just thinking about when I saw mm-hmm. maybe not every like they know in advance. The the difference with this is 
Bills and Chiefs fans know in advance if if they get there for just those two teams that they would play. Like, uh, 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 how different would it be um, not knowing that you're, you know what I mean? Like, what would you sell as, as well Good on a question. whim, knowing yeah. that you only have a week lead time. Right, right. and you know if that game is going to be played, it's going to be those two teams. Those yeah. two teams, and you get a refund yes. if your team's not, right. you know, if one of those two teams is in there, that game's yeah. not being played. Right. Right. So you get a refund. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, there are some circumstances that benefit them in this scenario this year. Yeah, by by the knowing and everybody. My just... guess is is that would have to be something obviously that the teams would have to vote on, and I can't imagine that the majority of teams yeah. would. Now, I mean, if you're a team that's never in the playoffs, what the hell do you care? But for a team like Kansas City, yeah. like Kansas City wants to earn home field advantage Absolutely. and make you come through Arrowhead yeah. to get to the Super Bowl. I well, think it's important. To say another, I know it's a little cheesy, but like, think of the you know home fans. What, what are you what are you handing to them if not a home game yeah. in for a playoff like in this? The, in and everybody knows the Super Bowl is going to be a neutral site, but you know, extend this to other sports. I don't, I don't yeah. why, why were you as a league? Are you taking this away from a set of home fans? I don't like Right. That. Right. And I'm like, if Aaron Rodgers ever does make it back to the postseason, I want to see him lose at home again. <laughs> oh, so oh. being big cat. I, I love taste it. the tears of sadness. I love the guy. Yeah, there we go again, because our, all of our franchises suck so hard. What we have to cheer for is losses of teams in our respective divisions. I heard the guy who called you the other day. It was mad because he's the Packer fan from Wisconsin. He's like, all you're doing is talking about the, Packers on Chicago radio. You guys were like, we talked about what him for four minutes. Like, well, one segment. <laughs> Brian from Kenosha. I think yeah, I think it was. Who's Brian he the one Kenosha. they talk about ratios or something? How long we spend talking about Green Bay? That was a few weeks ago. That was, yeah. yeah, that was stupid. I love it. I love it. I, love I do it. think Aaron, but in, like, I'm with Sylvie, though. There is something, um, there is just something interesting in, in talking about Aaron Rodgers. I yes. don't know. I mean, it just. He's an interesting dude. He kind of is. I hate he to say it. Me. He's just. He, he doesn't live rent free in my brain. No, he just in, he interests me. There's value I, in a villain. Yeah, yes. there is. There's yes. value in a villain. That's I mean, what sports is about. There's Connor. value in a villain. Yes, I think you're right. He's a good villain. Yes, I, of course I he think, is. I don't think he minds being the villain. Like, oh, are you kidding? No, right? First of all, he doesn't care about yeah. other people. Secondly, no, of course he doesn't care about being a villain. <laughs> No, he, of course he, he doesn't. He doesn't. He loves it. He loves every minute of it. You're right. Connor, are you uh, are you surprised that we were through modern technology, <laughs> that we were able to uh, converse? I, I got to tell you, uh, when, uh, when the Twitch popped up, and I'm, I'm watching you two handsome gentlemen while you're broadcasting from Twin Peaks, I, you know, blew my hair back. I had no idea we had the technology. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I've worked in other places where they remember. I've worked in yeah. other places where the board has made the moon landing, you know, in like 69. And I, this, is, this is better. This is better. Um, okay, remember, he was bringing up topics yesterday for fear that we wouldn't be able to get to it today. Oh, that's right. Because we yeah. weren't going to be, we in were the same be next place. to him. Yeah. I, guess I, was, I guess I was couching it too, and, and I wasn't sure if my daughter was going to scream at me for three hours before leaving for work. And she did. She, she did. did. Yeah. She screamed at me for but three hours. She's going to scream at you for three hours when you get home, too. Like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Can't and, wait. And, some, and three hours tomorrow. By, um, by the way, what a great move for the White Sox, huh, Connor? What are you joking about? Araya got traded from oh, the yeah. Twins. Hey, yeah. listen, Dylan like, that's a great offseason no move for you guys, right. you isn't it? You know what, Waddle? Go stick it in your, uh, you know what, all right? But Correa's back, Go, go, go get a shower. Yeah, Correa, that's true. Right. Like, no, but, you know, anytime you could wave goodbye to a 315 right. lifetime hitter, it's not a bad move for you, right. is it? Uh, you got to watch okay, out for smart. singles with guys on base, Tom. Go, you know uh, that. Go ahead and uh, uh, Yeah, you could, you could describe it. Meller tells me that the pitcher they acquired is nobody to sneeze at, though. Pablo Lopez is good. He's a three-way. 
with a chance to be a two. Yes. You know, and, and a some contract. Two. Yeah, probably a good two. Probably Ultimately. a good two. Yeah, so that's, you know, and they, they need help in the rotation. It's a three-team race in the Central, fellas. Uh, go worry well, about your red legs. Okay. <laughs> There's no Lurie Garcia, though. I had the time. No, he's, to, he's not. When are we going to see some of these White Sox trades that we've heard about? You know, I'm looking forward to it. I think there's one to make. There's one to make, that's for sure. And we'll we'll see if that's what happens. I wouldn't be too surprised, though, given the way the marketplace has moved a little bit and, and the situations that have arisen health-wise for the White Sox, that that's not a, a more of a deadline situation right. than it is now. Okay. Wait, like wait, which the, one are you talking about? Uh, you know, you got a lot of relievers. The White Sox have, have a lot, lot of relievers. relievers. They have a lot of relievers. Do they have a lot of good relievers? I think so. I think they do. They're like grabbing the cheese grater and rubbing it across Connor's face as he's like on three hours of sleep with a, mm-hmm. a young baby at home, right? Well, you roughing him up with cut. You better stay out of White no, Sox business. Listen, roughing him up with some White Sox talk. Stay I, out of White Sox business. There's and relievers are volatile too. You know, I mean, that's, who knows what kind of season you could have? And if listen. If, if Reynaldo Lopez is having a lot of save opportunities early on. Okay, you know what, Waddle? What? <laughs> Listen. Son of a bitch. Jonathan India is the only how red many starts anyone outside of Cincinnati right. can name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even. Most Listen, people can't name Jonathan I, my India. team sucks. Yeah. Least, I'm not parading around right. that the Reds Just are worth go anything. Ahead and go uh, See, go he, find he, But where are Reds fans going to go? go See, John, but again, that's another gonna... example. Another example. Of cheering Stay for somebody else's demise but you instead, do it. Of, yeah. instead you make, of that. You make fun of my Cubs. You make fun of their White Sox yeah. because your Reds suck. But yes. I'm not celebrating yes, it. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You've been tweaking my Cubs all offseason. Uh, tweaking you, uh, not your t- Cubs. I'm going to tell Kenny Williams to come call you. What's up on the show today, boys? <laughs> Nothing. I uh, know. We're, we're, li- we're live at Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. Uh, they've got the 29-degree ice-cold beer. Um, and it's awesome. We've got a ton. Of, I, I see a guy back there wearing a Team Mongo shirt. Nice. You'd be very proud of that, uh, Carm. You know how much we yep. love Mongo. Love him. Uh, a lot of great Waddle and Sylvie ESPN 1000 fans already in the house. We'd love to see you before 6 o'clock, so come on out. We're talking Carmen Carcino's here already. Yeah, of course Right in the front row. Yes. We love his dedication. Must he, be in the front two row. Two Hawkeyes right in the front row. Danny Lynch sitting next to Carmen. Yeah. Arm in oh, arm. He, Danny just headbutted Carmen. Carmen, yeah. I think he knocked him, uh, one of his teeth out. Ask yeah. him about the wishbone offense. Uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, just field goals today. <laughs> they're going to have a, they're gonna have a punting contest, contest. Yeah. out, and then we're going to talk to Jay Cantu. He's a Cowboys fan. Yep. He's going to kick some field goals for us to get ready for that. <laughs> he's, he's not puking because he's, he's scared about his team's yes, destiny. He, he said he got nauseous for the Cowboys game. We're going to take some fan calls on how nervous you get before your team You should plays. see when Jake produced. Jake is a, a huge Texas Rangers fan. That's why he's a Cowboys guy. He's he a grew up in Dallas. Dallas. Yep. He gets nervous watching a Rangers game in July. Well, that's silly. It's, I mean, it's yeah, it is, I love is the silly. guy. love the guy, but he gets up for the it. Rangers. When was the last time you ever got nervous for a Rangers 2015. Nolan Ryan was trying to throw his ninth no-hitter of the season. (laughs) Jake's parents weren't married. Uh, Uh, Doug Doug Kazarian, Field the Eights on the show today. We want to hear from you. 312-332-3776. Time for a shower beer, Carl. I'm going to go home and have a shower beer and listen to you guys. Just don't have a shower, Hawk. You could I'm end not. up in trouble. I know. You do what you want to do. That's bad. Waddle and Sylvia are next. They're live at Twin Peaks, Oakland Terrace. Don't do that. Go by and see them. Everybody enjoy NFL Divisional Weekend. Uh, we're back. York's back on Monday. Connor, thanks again. All right? Anytime. Have a great weekend, everybody. 
football playoff season is rolling and Waddle and Sylvie are partying. It's a live broadcast from Twin Peaks and Oak Brook Terrace on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. That's right, we're out in Oak Brook Terrace. We've been here a lot. This is uh, here in Warrenville have been our two spots yes. that we've been to for Twin Peaks. We're inviting you to be with us before 6 o'clock. So if you're in the area, in Oak Brook Terrace area, even if you're not, get in the car and you got some free time before 6, come on by and say hi. There's plenty of room for you. I think this is a centrally located place. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so many great TVs. Um, some of our crew is here from ESPN 1000. Uh, Hester has a. Uh, it's got a glow. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a glow. What'd you call it? The Twin, uh, the Peaks? Twin Peaks glow. Yeah. Yes, he's got the Twin Peaks glow. He's got a little bit. His face is a little flush. He's got a nice cold beer in front of him. Yes, it fall, and it's he just got it poured and yeah, it's ice cold. Very happy young man. He is very happy for good reason. Right now, yeah. Cheers to the weekend. And if you want to uh, see us in person or you want to talk to us, three one two three three two. Three seven seven six. I was uh, Viking Scott was tweeting me yesterday, and I said, "When the hell are you going to call?" Yeah, he's been MIA since you the Vikings know, like, lost on you, Sunday. Yeah, usually he's he's right there, even uh, in losses. Uh, he has not been there. Um, usually and, a stand-up guy. And uh, he he responded. He said, "I'll call tomorrow." And sure enough, I see on the on the call sheet right now that he is on hold right now. So uh, let's take his call. Viking Scott, who made a... You want to ask him how he feels about this week's matchup? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Vikings uh, plus three and a half. What do you think? Okay. All right. Before we get to that, I just made well, the well, drive because you guys know my daughter works in Kansas City. So I just made the seven and a half hour drive. Oh, you know what the best thing him, is yeah. when you're outside range of ESPN 1000 is when you listen to 80s or... Uh, serious radio. So I got a question for you. See if you remember this, Waddle. It's our time frame. Okay. Remember the song Bang a Gong? Yes. Get it on. Ba- uh, who, is, who, who sang that song? You remember that, Waddle? Da da da. Da da da. Yeah. Da da da. I, I, yeah, oh. I can't draw it. I, it's Power Station. <laughs> no, I would have never gotten that. No. No, no. See, so anyway, I listened to that. But here's the thing. Obviously, we're not playing this weekend. Um, We've made a decision we made yesterday that we should have made a month ago after the loss to the Lions and getting rid of Ed Donatel. Yeah. And it's just disappointing because, as you know, um, I'm same age as Waddle, 55. I've been rooting for this team for 50 years since I was five years old. had my Chuck Foreman and Tommy Kramer, Fran Tarkington, Ahmad Rashad jersey. And every year when you go into the playoffs, you have a chance. And then to see the way that game developed where you knew you weren't getting many stops. I mean, it literally was like watching a Pop Warner defense play a high school team. The guys were open all over. They're, they're running power with Danny Dimes, and he's got five, six yards before he's getting hit. So when we got the ball, we were up 28, or 24-21, I said to myself, if we get a score, I'd like to see if we can go ahead. Drive all the way down there, get a fourth and one, and, make, <laughs> and get the first down. And Darasaw jumps by a half a count too soon. We settle for the tie, and I kind of knew the writing was on the wall. Now, I know you keep ripping Cousins, Sylvie, but you got to give him credit in that game. He was under duress the whole game because Bradbury was getting pushed around by Lawrence. And, yes, he made a bad decision on the fourth and eight. But if he didn't play well on those games, completing some fourth and ones, converting, they would have been they would have got beat by 21 or 24 points. 
He receives Correct. no. He receives no credit. He's just good enough to get you beat. Well, I'll, I'll take him only because I know this moving forward. At least we got a quarterback that can win games and throw the ball and put us in position to win. Because think about this. They won 13 games, and I'm not going to use the word fraud. You guys can use it, but here's the thing. We were fortunate to win 13 games because our defense was literally like a sieve. It was like a running channel of water that had no end. They just kept scoring, scoring, scoring all season long, and we had to pull out miracles just to win 13 games. So we're looking forward next year to repeat in the NFC North. I like our chances because the Bears still got a long way to go. The Lions could be our toughest competition, not knowing what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. And now I get to go see a playoff team in Kansas City with one of the best environments around tomorrow afternoon, and we'll move on. I'm going to make it. (laughs) I was going to say, you quickly segue from being a Vikings fan to a Chiefs fan because your daughter works for the organization, Not a bad bad thing. And then when you guys were just talking about in cross talk about Mahomes, I mean, when you get to see that man work his magic on a you know basis where we come to two, three home games a year, it's pretty impressive because yeah. in person, I mean, the fan base is incredible. People don't realize that they get 90,000 people to tailgate and only 68 get in because they share that complex with the Royals. There's literally like square miles of parking lot that you can't even see to the end of it. So the environment will be cool tomorrow. I'll move on. I'll survive and look forward to next fall for my purple and gold. Scotty, is that true? So there, there are ninety thousand tailgaters, but there and there are less people in the building than who tailgate. Correct. Yes, they get between somewhere between eighty-five, ninety thousand, sometimes even more for games. Because what happens is that complex with the two stadiums, like three hundred yards apart, is literally so long and wide with parking spaces. Like I said, you can't even see past them. And it's That's an incredible cool. environment. Oh, you great... got 25,000, people out there while the game's going out. It's a great venue. And, and we got to get – that's why I yeah, got to go. Like Tariko said yesterday, pass up SoFi. And, and yeah. I, I, I probably – if it's September, yeah, October, both. I will do that. Yeah. Like if it's December, I, I probably won't. It is like uh, – it's, it's worth a trip, definitely. I get it if it's freezing cold. Right. They won't make it as fun. Well, but it's – I told you, the two – Tomorrow's what? forecast is 38 degrees and a chance of snow, but we were here for that AFC championship when they did win yeah. three years ago, and it was minus eight for a high. And oh. I can tell you, that's, that's not comfortable. That's no, not comfortable. No. I mean, if you're a diehard football fan, uh, whether, you know, regardless of what the weather is, go to, go to Buffalo, watch a game there at Kansas City, two places where you may not think people would flock to. Those are two great football cities and Lambeau. great football venues. I've been to Lambeau for a bunch of packers. I go. love Lambeau Field. And I'll tell you, they treat you with respect there. There was no problem there, all dressed in Viking garb at Lambeau. It was incredible as well. Uh, I'm with that. you. Scott, I'm with you. All right, all the best, Scott. We Enjoy appreciate weekend, you. Enjoy the weekend, buddy. Thank you. Take care, guys. There's uh, Viking Scott. There you go. A few days late. Yeah. And, then he, and then he came at the start of the call with some weird uh, music classic. Yeah, music. What was that? I mean, trying to deflect. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he's still, you know, he's still coming to terms with the fact that his team did not advance. I told Carmen this. Carmen's never been to Lambeau. I, and I told really? Him, Carmen's never been never. to Lambeau? Never. Wow. And especially since they've rebuilt it and that, that whole area. Uh, I know we hate them and, you know, we're conditioned. It is, it is football paradise. Yeah, it's football history. It is unbelievable. You have to go. Yes. If you're a Bears fan, and that's why I went again. That because it was such an early game when the weather is warm and it's 70 degrees and you can tailgate and you don't have to worry about bundling up. It is such a great thing to see. With that in mind, how many people do you think sit around and say the same thing about going to see a game at Soldier Field? 
Now, going to the city of Chicago is right. one thing. Right. But when you talk about going, I mean, how's the tailgate? Mel, you're a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. Like, are some oh. of these same stories talked about how, you know, there's 100,000 people and there's only 70,000 seats? Or It's the opposite. Exactly. Once they did the renovation, it was no longer a destination. for right. You know, and I think the first couple of years, people were trying to give it the benefit of the, the doubt when the spaceship landed on the columns. But... It quickly became apparent that they didn't do anything to overhaul the parking and the tailgating situation. Yeah. And in fact, they made it worse, you know, inside the lots at Soldier Field. Whereas I think one of the cooler things about Lambeau Field is, what, especially too, coming in from Chicago, when you're driving up and all of a sudden you're in the middle of a neighborhood yeah. and all of a sudden Lambeau, a you just start looking and you see a big stadium surrounded by all these little houses. It's such a cool experience yes. the whole day being there. So, yeah, I think Lambeau definitely is a must. I just for- don't think that, uh, with all due respect to, you know, to whoever, I don't think Soldier Field is a, is a, a destination for anybody I to think go it see the 80s, though. Yeah, well, yeah, that was because I, of the team. But I, the, col- I, the columns had, like, an allure to it. Yeah, it? well, I still think it's cool. Like, I, I get it. The, the, the amenities aren't, aren't great. If you're still in the south lot on a beautiful day, it's still pretty awesome. You know, like. Go to uh, Buffalo uh, and it, hang out with no, no, I, I the Bills it. Mafia. I, I'm, not, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying in general, uh, with, with the, the, the skyline in the background, the, it's still a magical experience. The thing that sucks is. In Kansas City, you have more tailgate passes than, you, than tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the opposite of Soldier. You don't have enough tailgate passes. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, you, people who have tickets can't tailgate because there are not enough tailgate passes. That's, that's a shame. But still, the South Lot tailgate scene is still pretty good. Waldron Deck's still pretty cool. What, what's to the north there by the harbor? There's another good yeah. lot up there. Yeah. The, uh Starts with an A. Like they're still, they're still some... so great that you guys can't remember it, right? Well, of the name of that, I don't know the name of the parking lot. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it if it was with an A, I'm pretty sure I'll figure it out. <laughs> it, it, there's still some good. No, see, you're right. There's though. some good scenes, uh, but yes, I'm for Arlington Heights. Yeah. No, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. I just nobody Listen. sits and talks romantically about going to Soldier Field the way they do. Say going to Lambeau or going to Arrowhead or even going to Buffalo. It's, Buffalo. it's you know it's everything that's that's surrounding it. You're right. Like once you get to the tailgate, there's plenty of people. Wow, look, that's a great cool building. Good, they're look putting at the on skyline. Some, no, but they're putting on some good tailgates. There's no doubt about that. It's just though the fact that everything that goes into getting yourself in position to be at a Soldier Field parking lot that has a good tailgate is a big pain in the ass. Uh, then afterwards, it's you know you want to get out of there. Well. You, you buckle up and you get ready for another three you tailgate hours. Tailgate again, tailgating. right? It's after game no tailgating. Yeah. Or you could go yeah, to that you're, local you're bar. Reta- you retailgate. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me take Corey in uh, Orinville. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Corey? Hey, thanks for uh, taking my call. You got it. Um, oh, yeah. My big thing is that with all the different uh, free agents in QBs, that the Bears are in a bad position now, right now, because not as many people are going to want to trade up to their QBs when they could get Bailey Zappi or uh, Brock Purdy or whoever, or Trey Lance. I mean, the 49ers just have, like, this 
this thing that they control all the QBs. Well, I, we had a conversation yesterday about free agent quarterbacks that may dilute the market or the value of the Bears pick, but it didn't include any of the guys that you talked about. There were others. I still believe, even though Geno Smith may be available, Lamar Jackson may be available, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo may be Derek available, Carr. Derek Carr may be available, I still believe that there will be someone willing to to deal with for that number one there will still, we We went through this exercise yesterday at this time. You should listen to the podcast. There are still going to be more teams than there are options. Yeah. It's like musical chairs. There will still be teams without a seat and that they will be forced to trade up and deal with the Bears if they want to draft one of these quarterbacks. I don't think San Francisco is going to pick one quarterback and just trade the rest. Um, I think they're still, even if they think Purdy's the guy, I still think they're going to keep Lance. Or it depends keep... on what someone may be willing to give you. I mean, right, if someone's but... willing to give you a first-round pick and they've had him in the building for a couple of years. But they're st- they still got to have a backup, and he's still relatively cheap, isn't he? He is, but again, if you could trade him for a first-round pick. What, what's someone giving you for a guy don't know. who set out his last year of college, who didn't play his rookie year, and then in his second year got hurt basically – Right off the bat. You know what? That's three years of not playing football. I don't know if many people are giving you much for Trey Lance. I, 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 all I'm saying is, is if somebody's willing to give you something, I think they would be willing to deal him because what you've seen is they've taken the last pick of this past year's draft and found themselves in the divisional playoffs. If I could trade a guy, and maybe they don't like what they saw from him over the course of the last two right. years. I, I just think that you're buying it. You're selling extremely low. I feel like Kyle Shanahan thinks he could still do something with him, even if he sits a little bit longer. I just don't think Possibly. anyone's giving you anything for him at this point. They may or they may not. Somebody may like him. The same thing about Jordan Love. Somebody may not give you anything for Jordan Love. He hasn't played really either. I'm just telling you that it's more than likely that Trey Lance is on the 49ers, but if somebody comes in and right. says, hey, maybe not a first-round pick, what if I give you a second-round pick? Second-round oh, no. pick. I still don't think any team's giving you a second-round pick for Trey Lance. Well, we'll see. They may decide to do that. Yeah, I, I, I'd be shocked. Well, in that case, what you're suggesting is is they're just going to keep something that nobody wants to give up anything for. And, well, that's, and, and, that's a given, then. If nobody wants to trade for him... That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying that I don't believe they're going to pick Purdy and just get rid of everybody else off their roster. I believe they're going to keep one of those other guys as, as sort of a, a, an emergency. Could be. Jimmy's a free agent, so it'll just right. be Lance and Purdy. That's what I think, yeah. then. Yeah. I mean, they're stuck with him more than, more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Even if they come to terms with the fact that what if they want to keep Purdy? Or they want to keep him in place. I mean, Trey Lance is there. All I'm suggesting to you is if someone's willing to give you something, they may entertain the thought of moving on from him. I would. If somebody was willing to give me something for him and I'd come to the conclusion, I don't really think. Right, but like, like for instance, has Trey Lance done anything more than Zach Wilson? No. What are you, what's someone willing to give you for Zach Wilson? That I don't know. The answer is zero. I'm not sure. So why would anyone well, give you Wilson, any? 
there's more of a body of work for Zach Wilson of, of not being able to play. Right. I mean, Trey Lance hasn't shown you that he can't play the way that Zach Wilson has. That would be the only reason I would say. I could, I could see, like, Miami if they wanted to give up a second rounder because they have a yeah, two-way situation. Right, now. And, right. And Mike McDaniel knows Trey Lance, so that could be a situation where it might be palatable. Listen, I mean, but Tennessee just hired the, the guy to be their general manager who was second in command. Right. You know, I'm not saying that it. I'm just telling you that I think if somebody's willing to give you something for him, they will entertain right, it. Right, That's all, all right. All right, let, let, let's pray and uh, continue to take some of your phone calls. We're going to get uh, the plays of the weekend from uh, Doug Kazarian at 3 o'clock, a little earlier than normal. Take the interview here. We're live and uh, having a great time at Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. Who will play on NFL Championship Weekend? Waddle and Sylvie are speculating like crazy at Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. Come on by and join the fun or watch us on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Yeah, come on out to Twin Peaks, Oak Brook Terrace. I know we always uh, we start now rooting for bets. You know, now that we gamble legally, we root with our pocketbook. Are, but do you have like a, a a team that you you root for? I like the 49ers. I'm I'm a 49er fan. Because I, of what they do, right? Yeah, and I mean, of the I, way they're built. I, I appreciate the way they play the game. I'm, listen, I love watching Kansas City play. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league. Uh, I think Andy Reid does a really nice job with him. I mean, those are the two teams probably now that I'm most drawn to. I think, you know, it's funny because I think all of these teams are pretty likable. Yeah. The likability factor is pretty high without, like, how do you not like the Jaguar story from what they did from last year? Like, if there's a template for the Bears to go out in free agency with the number one pick, the Jaguars have set it for you to take the step with the quarterback. Um, the Chiefs, how do you – like, they're not a gr- one of these great teams that you despise, you know? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is super likable, and he's made a lot with losing guys. They're a fun team to watch. The Giants are a fun underdog story. Like even like the Eagles, another template for the Bears, where Jalen Hurts is maybe the closest thing to to what we have in Justin Fields. And just a couple years ago, they were a team that wasn't very good. The Bengals are a lot. Of, like a, listen, Joe like, Burrow like, and the guys he's throwing to make Sundays fun. Yeah, and like the Bills. It, for as much winning as they've they've done recently, they haven't been able to break through in everything they've been through with Demar Hamlin, and their their fans have never gotten the taste of winning at all. And they, that's just a blue collar fan base. If there's one fan, like the Cowboys being, in, sorry, Jake, like he just pooped himself. Yeah, we, I'm going to want to talk to him at five. Oh, he'll be in the bathroom throwing up. And really. ESPN, and I know we've always known that they love to cover them. Get up today. Do they spend the entire time on the Cowboys? They talked about this game from only the lens through the Cowboys. Only the Cowboys' lens. And you know me. I watched that show from start to finish. They didn't really even focus through the lens of the Niners are great and 
Here's all they have going for themselves. Nobody had pants on today. They were talking about the Cowboys, so their entire set had pants off. You're watching Get Up, so your pants are off. Right. But, Nobody's wearing pants today. But it was only through the lens of the Cowboys. Yeah. And, By the way, the 49ers are 13-4. and four. Yes. And, and their quarterback is their third-string quarterback when the season began and is Mr. Irrelevant. I mean. Yes. And that's why, like, to set the, the table for you, um, it's, one, it's probably my favorite weekend of NFL football. And then you add into the calculator that all these teams are likable. It's going to be great. Should be. I mean, there's so, so many good storylines. And the Cowboys, listen, when they play up to their potential, this is another big storyline, Dak Prescott. You know, Dak Prescott, we were all down on Dak leading into the playoff game that they just played against the Bucks because he hadn't played well. He had thrown a ton of interceptions. Dak came into this season with one playoff win. Makes $40 million a year. We all think he's a fantastic player, but really has never really truly elevated his game. Well, he was arguably the best quarterback in the postseason last week. This is a Dak Prescott-defining game even more so than what we saw last week. Are they all? Like, it's just the next level of it. It is. It is. But I think for him, I think that, that this is going to be a stiffer test, and if he can pass it, not even, he doesn't have to play this week the way he did against the Bucks. But if he finds a way to get past that 49er defense in Santa Clara, we're all going to think even more about Dak. Like, we've been waiting for Dak to arrive. Does Dak officially arrive if, in fact, he gets past the San Francisco 49ers and helps the Cowboys into the NFC title game? I think that, you know, I think I will definitely look at Dak differently. It's a bigger test, right? It's yes. A, it's a bigger test because you have a team that they're going up against that is better than them in yes. most people's eyes. Yeah. And so if you can get past that, all of a sudden... It's a defining moment for you. But you're, you're a better quarterback in, yeah. in the national audience's eyes. Yeah. So much to talk about with these games. If you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. Um, Doug Kazarian is going to join us a little bit early here coming up next. Last week, he gave us a prop at that went down to the final drive of the game, and it cashed. And it was a thrill the way it cashed. Uh, will relive that moment? And does he have a prop bat that will cash this week, plus all of his best plays? You won't want to miss it. Doug Kazarian going to make you some money coming up next.